really out here. Okay. Let me just get this right. Being able to hear others, like your peers, talk about some of these things and be more uh, outspoken and more transparent about things. I, like I said, I think it's just going to continue to help, especially people of our age, you know? This is a first first time. Actually, no. This is the second podcast. However, um, I don't even have my headphones on. See, come on, uh, come dog. on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, this is all right. So, this is our second podcast. My second podcast. Um, this podcast is called the Most Vulnerable Player. Um, so right now, what you're looking at, we are in. Actually, the loft in my house, um, this is something I've had in mind since... So, like, the first episode I recorded with my brother, Javier, um, and we were in his studio in basically downtown El Paso, where he has, like, a little marketing agency. And, like I said, I had this podcast in the works for a while. Um, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be about. I didn't really have a name for it, but um, in December because I had time, I just decided that, um, honestly, one day I was just like, you know what, let's just record this podcast. And it ended up going really well. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Here we are about, I didn't think it was going to take this long, but here we are four months later. And I just figured that having a studio here at my house, um, or not necessarily in my house, but somewhere that it's like just a concrete place where I don't have to constantly set up and tear down. Um, it's just going to save me a lot of time and I can be a lot more consistent with it. Um, so yeah, here we are. It's, it took me about, I would say like a month and a half. I, I record, I basically ordered everything. Um, I cleaned this place out. Um, and so yeah, it's here. It happened a lot quicker than I would have expected, but, um, I think it turned out pretty well. It's, it is a very small room. Um, it used to be my bedroom actually. So I, it's it's not the biggest room, um, but we made it work. So I, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Yeah, so this podcast, like I said, it's called The Most Vulnerable Player. Um, that name really just came to me at a random time. Like I think it works because the idea I had for this podcast is um, really just creating like a safe space, um, a place where people can come on and really just talk about some of the struggles that they've dealt with when it comes to mental health um mainly because as i went into in the first podcast with my brother um i've dealt with a lot of just similar like uh, mental health struggles in the past and so i think um just me being able to share my own story when it came to like posting videos on youtube and things like that i think it was just it was very beneficial for me um and really um, just the amount of like feedback and the amount of positivity it felt like that came from it was just something that um, I felt that was a good thing and I felt that should be talked about more, you know? Everybody's going through something, and so it's just not many people, because it's not talked about enough, I think that just makes it a lot worse for people because they, they'd be thinking like, damn, I'm really, uh, 
I'm really the only one going through this type of things yeah. and like they feel lonely in that I feel like it needs to be done you know I feel like there's a lot of people struggling out there especially like in our generation and that's one thing that I wanted to touch on also is that um, even though we are pretty like I'm sitting here there's my cousin I'll introduce him in a little bit um, but we're young I mean I'm 23 years old sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm already like running at a time type deal but like in the grand scheme of things I am young so when you see me like when you see someone this young like starting a podcast and having conversations like this you could be like you know what like what is he going to share to the world that is going to be so like profound and insightful like you you've really never I really haven't experienced much in the grand scheme of things because I mean I am young but that's not the reason I'm doing this the reason that I'm really doing this is because I think just to be able to at this age talk about some of the things that we're like we're in the middle of like like finding out what our path is and like especially our generation there's like a lot of people feeling lost in a way and so um i think just being able to hear others like your peers talk about some of these things and be more uh outspoken and more transparent about things i like i said i think it's just gonna continue to help especially people of our age you know yeah but anyways the second guest the, f- the first, second guest overall, but the first guest in this new studio, um, I'd like to call it like the first official guest. Um, it's my cousin, Alfonso. Uh, Fonz- he goes by Fonzie, Fonzie Ramirez. Say what's up to, say what's up to everybody. What's up, guys? It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. We've been talking about this for a minute, actually. Like, yeah. Especially during COVID is when we started having conversations like this. I think that was like a, a big time for everyone to kind of realize and sit down and realize what kind of path they're taking or or what life is bringing in general and and to kind of just go from there and then to actually put everything to, to practice you know showing sharing the word and, and um, talking to people about it I think is a big thing for sure because in our generation it's it's changed a lot man it for things, sure things, has things, changed a lot honestly things are I mean it's just it's hard because I mean we're in it so we don't have anything to compare it to but it feels like things are fucked up yeah like it really does. Like I don't know what. I'm sure there's a lot of factors at play, um, but it really feels like just a variety of things when it comes to. I mean, just current events, like the state of the world at this time, um, and even just like I said, mental health wise, it, it just really seems like people are struggling, bro. Like, um, and yeah, man. I mean, so. The reason I wanted to have um, Fonzie on as one of the first guests is because, I mean, first of all, we're super close. Like, I'm, um, I have a lot, I mean, I have a good amount of friends, but some of my closest friends I consider to be my cousins and my family. Um, so we, we, like I, like Fonzie touched on, we, we've had a lot of conversations just like, like just friends would, just cut like cousins would. And I feel like he's had a, a good amount of experiences and, I feel like he's a very well-spoken individual. I feel like um, he has a good head on his shoulders, and I I think we we really vibe together. And they w- in that way where we're able to conversate about like certain type of things. Um, I mean, you call it like the word is like deep things, and and that's true. Like I think it's important to be, be, have those people in your life where you are able to have those type of conversations and really talk about vulnerable shit like I I saw this statistic I don't know exactly what the number was but it was it had to be like 70 to like 80 percent maybe I'm maybe it might be a little lower 
but it was around there that of males hmm. don't have anyone that they can talk about like their their problems like the some of the internal problems that they have and so i think it's just it's very important for i think that's the most important thing that you have like friends like like me and fonzie to be able to like talk about some of these type of things um because at the end of the day like we're all look we got to look out for each other you know like there's people that care about you so um and you, you don't want those you don't always want to have friends that like you just guys just go and get fucked up like that's all you do like yes it's that's cool like that's cool to have those type of friends but like it needs to be a balance you know yeah for Especially, sure yeah so anyways yeah um so tell me about like first of all how's your day bro <laughs> Honestly, man, it was it was it was pretty good, man. Um, I woke up, you know, had my breakfast, and then I had a little little five hour shift, some slight, you know. Yeah, where, where do you work at right now? So right now, I'm actually working at uh, Anytime Fitness here in, in, in the city, mm-hmm. um, and it's cool, man. I enjoy it a lot. You also go to school, right? Do you go to school right now? Yeah, so I am um, a senior right now, so. Uh, I'm taking 21, 21 hours right now, so about Damn. nine classes, including labs. Bro, and 21 hours? 21 hours and, like, 30 hours a week working. So, yeah, bro, it's what we got to do. Business mm-hmm. got to get done. And you're going to UTEP right now? Yeah, so um, UTEP, I sh- should be graduating this year, whether it's um, spring or the, the fall. So my major is, a, I'm a majoring in kinesiology. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and do a, uh, with a concentration in clinical exercise science. Mm-hmm. Um, I should be graduating this, this, uh, this fall. Um, and then really after that kind of go into whether I have a couple of different options and what I want to do. Um, but ultimately like the, the end goal is to do something with the degree. And as far as like in professional collegiate sports or even, um, preventative care or rehabilitation care, as far as. PT, OT, anything like that, really. Um, but we'll, we're just playing it by ear right now. We'll see how it goes and which opportunity comes to me first. And did you change your major at all at any points? Yeah, I did, man. A couple of times, actually. So I went into high school. I went into, I graduated high school going into college. Wait, um, were you into Franklin? Franklin. Franklin High School, class of 2018. Westside. <laughs> um, and uh, I started as an economics major because... I was good at it, whatever. I thought I'd get a decent job, whatever, managing people's money, whatever. Um, after that, I COVID had hit, really, and I was taking some classes online, and I I just didn't enjoy it, man. I, I, had, I was in class just going through the motion in life, and I felt really bored, and I needed something else. At the time, I, I was also enjoying life outside, so whatever it had to do with like hiking, anything like that. So I was like, all right, let me go into environmental science. I'd go into environmental science and then go ahead and do um, some type of research, anything like that, work for the state, um, see what I can do with that. But didn't like it either. So, um, and then that's, we were still in COVID and I was going ahead and working out with like my buddies and stuff. And so I was like, I kind of like this whole, uh, you know, lifestyle of, fitness and physical health um so that's why i changed to kinesiology major but can you hear it yeah let's take off our well no it's gonna just to be transparent we're having some delays on the mics um i think on the headphones and it has to do with my laptop 
So this is just a growing pains, bro. Oh my god. All right. All right. So until we figure out, um, because there's gonna be there's been a lot of interruptions. Until we figure out what's going on with the audio, mm. um, we're just going to do it without headphones. So it might look a little weird, but hopefully it's a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you were you're kind of liking that lifestyle of like bodybuilding and like just fitness and just in general that that type of stuff you know? yeah so um and i enjoyed it man i mean i've been working out for the better part of my life um you know i've been in sports for forever and i thought well you know what man maybe i can do something with it i can inspire other people i can help other people and i can do something that i love mm -hmm. and i think that's that's one thing when it comes down to like mental health or something a lot of people get stuck doing the things that they don't want to do something that they oh this makes a lot of money let me just do it whatever but i really wanted to do something i wanted to break that habit of i don't really want to do something for money i want to do something that because i love and i enjoy doing um so i ended up doing kinesiology and and it's been it's been a ride man it's been a roller coaster um i thought it was going to be an easy four-year degree but it's it's been pretty it's been pretty rough man some of the classes are are pretty hectic but it's going to be worth it for sure so take me a, a little bit about like just where you come from like your family um where you grew up and really just yeah you're a little bit of your upbringing mm. so who's, who's fonzie so i mean for me man i mean i was i was born and raised here in el paso and and you know we uh we did move to deming for a bit uh for my dad's work and that was a little weird because i think in life you kind of just really don't remember to like a certain age like you just gain consciousness at like five years old and i vividly remember living in, in deming and, and it was fun man um my dad was doing his thing i was going to school my i my little sister wasn't born yet like i remember a time where my little sister was not born and now she's 19 you feel so that and then we didn't move into el paso and been here ever since I think one thing that I've loved about El Paso is is the schools I went to and the people that I was surrounded by um, has made a huge difference in, in my life. Um, and it also inspires me because, you know, you get to look back at like certain places in your life and going from there to where you are now is mesmerizing, really, to say mm -hmm. the least, because you've grown so much, you've experienced so much, and you're still standing strong and you're still going. And, and I think that that's one thing that just, is going to always keep pushing me to be a better person is, is, you know, noticing what my parents did for me and, and just living a better life for that and continue to, to be a good, a good person and a good son and a good friend and family to everyone that I can really, uh, really say it to. A big part of why I wanted you on, um, a, a good reason is because, um, I know that one of the, one of the most like, uh, I'd say defining moments in your life and, um, at the end of the day, it's it regardless. It's it what it's what has made you who you are today. Yeah. Whether it was for good or for the for bad, like, mm -hmm. um, it's that your your parents got divorced. Um, what when you say you were like in middle school? Um, I would say that's when they started like splitting up. Yeah. So obviously, if your parents are divorced, you know that there's a separated stage, and then there's a, a legal divorce way when they go their separate ways. And and I think for a while it was like separation, it was separation, but or even still living at home and then not just not being in the marriage together. If that makes sense, you know. Sometimes divorces go in all all types of ways, but I think, um, like I said, there's going to be a stage where 
they're they're there living together and it's not they're just uh they're just two people living together mm-hmm. with with kids and um you know it was it was rough for us i mean we were kids we were kids i mean i was in middle school my little sister was in in elementary um and my older sister was already well into college uh graduating soon but i mean and it's just part of life man you know there's nothing wrong with doing what's best for both of you i think i look back now and and i think i was a little selfish for for not wanting them to do that you know growing up you think your parents are the love of their life and you think that your parents are supposed to be together forever sometimes that doesn't work man you know some it's and it's part of life um but i think i look back at it now and i think everything worked for the best man my dad is absolutely happy um my mom is happy we're happy um not to say that i don't miss my parents together but everyone's doing good bro i have a little brother already i have a new little sibling on the way bro i i'm happy i'm yeah. happy bro i remember that um there was a period i'd say like because we were super close growing up um but like a period for maybe like middle school till maybe like your senior year where like i didn't really see you that much yeah do you think it had a lot to do with like what was going on in the family or like oh what if, for sure bro yeah like i remember that too i, I remember that uh I was really just really absent, man. And like I said, you know, we we were kids, and um, it's not that I didn't want to be there. You know, yeah. I feel like as as a parent and as a mother, especially with kids, you 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 think what you're doing is the best for your children. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I could have been upset at my mom at the time, or I could have been upset at whatever the situation was. But I don't think I can ever go back and blame my parents for doing something because they thought that what that was what was best for their children you know um and even still this day i know sometimes our parents can get on us and and they want the best for us man so i think when when we get those we get into those conversations it's just your your parents will always want what's best for you and and you don't really notice that when you grow up you mm-hmm. oh well you don't want to let me do this you don't want there's a reason behind it and i mean i'm not a parent but growing up and seeing my siblings grow up and seeing be able to have a good one, uh, a new one on the way, I think our parents are just there to guide us in the right direction. And sometimes they don't know better. There's no book on how to be a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. There's not. Um, but, you know, I, I think looking back at it now, I think my parents did a, a good job with the, with the cards that they were dealt. You know, and like I said, everything is pretty good. Like, I have no complaints, man. I'm Family-wise, like, I'm, I think I'm doing very well. What, what was the hardest part about that you can remember about that time, you think? Honestly, man, is the disassociation I had with, like, reality or, or with, like, family even, man. Explain that. Like, I think, first of all, I was young, right? So the only time I really could see you, the Ramirez family, or anything like that was if my mom drove me there, if my dad picked me up, right? Or um, as to now where my parents are still divorced— but I can go wherever, go wherever I please, um, with, you know, the mutual, uh, um, the mutual conversation. Hey, you know, mom, I'm going to Diego's house or whatever. Um, and it's cool, you know? And I think that was the hardest part is, is not being able, is feeling like you're being pulled away from your family. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you don't, you, you question, Oh, why can't I go here? Or, Hey, why can't I go there? And I haven't asked my mom why. I haven't asked my parents why they didn't. Hey, mom, why can't I go? Or why was I gone for so long? And and you know, I I, I remember my dad in those days. Like, why don't you come and visit me, man? I mean, I'm you know, I, I 
I'm living under someone else's roof. I don't really make the rules here. And I think that's the rough part about a divorce is where you're kind of forced to do what, what whatever parent says. And it's, it, it sucks, man. And I, I wish that even now, man, I, I don't spend as much time as my family as I wish I could. Um, and I, that, that kind of hits me a little bit because like, I'm growing up, man, I'm growing up and I still, I got a six year old brother, man. And I got another one on the way and I don't want to be, I want to be that brother that I wish that I had, you know, I want to be there for them. I want to, Hey, you know what? Like, let's go do something like you need something. We'll go, but I don't want to disassociate from my family. And I know sometimes I think like that because oh, they're rough on me or they're, they're pushing me to be a better person. And they, they, but they only want what's best for you, man. And I think that like that, I look at, I looked at, I look back at it now and it was just, my parents had a reason for, for why and why they didn't do stuff. And, and that's it really. I mean, do you remember like a, a specific, like a, a defining moment in that time in your life where like, like a specific one where you're like, damn, like that you look back on now you're like fuck like that shit was like it should maybe not even drives you but you think about it and you 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 derive pain and like mm-hmm. trauma from that like type of thing yeah um you know what man it's it's i don't i moved on from that mm-hmm. however i do i do you know look there's times where i do look back at it and i'm like man I, that really happened divorce isn't a this evil thing that's played out by like the media or anything it's just simple, bro. Some two people don't want to be together. It's it's not bad. I think just patience, man. Um, it's, it's you're gonna get through it. Everything's gonna be okay. You might feel like the world is ending, but I promise you, it's not. You just gotta keep going. Support your siblings. Support your family. You support your your mom and dad on the decision that they want to make, and and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, I thought we were going through a rough patch, and and I was for, I was what, fourteen, thirteen. When you're young, you don't you don't know what's going on. Feel like the world's caving in. And yeah, shit. of course. You, you, like I said earlier, like you think your parents are in love, man, and to see them separated hurts you because you know you 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 want them to be together. They're your mom and dad. You feel, and if it doesn't work out, it's okay, bro. Because at the end of the day, it everyone's gonna be a lot happier. I I don't I don't regret anything. I think everything that I went through is was made me who I am today. I love my mom and I love my dad and I think they're very good parents despite the differences that they had. Um, I care for them deeply and I, I'll support them as much as they support me. Has that shaped how you want to move forward in your own relationships and what you want for your for yourself? Like seeing what they went through and like... For sure. I think, um, I think going forward into my life is I want... Um, I want to be able to to go ahead and, and and not go through a divorce. I think not just because Do you I want to get married. Eventually, yeah. I think marriage is a huge thing. And um, when I find the right time, and if the person I'm with at the time is the girl that I want to go ahead and and, and dive into this future endeavor with, of course. I want kids. I want all that. But I think with time comes uh, patience is, 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 like I said, is a key thing, man. You, you can't rush anything. Uh, like, 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 I like, I think about it like this, man. I look at a lot of people that get married at 18, 19 years old. And, dude. What you doing, bro? <laughs> nah, bro, like, you have any... Now, some people are, are really in, in love like that. Yeah, shit. but the thing is, bro, I mean, bro, you, you really look at it and it's like, bro, you haven't even, like, 
fucking you haven't even traveled to know like what life itself has to offer whatever bro whatever it is right i mean i know people that get married at 18 19 and they're happy whatever i'm not saying it's it's it's, it's not going to work out i'm not saying it's impossible but it, it it's it's not I mean, what you want either it's not yeah. what i want man because if i if i got married at 18 19 knowing what i know now i would have been in a complete disaster because at the time i was getting married off of feelings or anything like that but but I wanted, and and I have this conversation um, with my girlfriend a lot. She has her views about it. I have my views, and you know, I want to be ready. I want to know that whatever we go through now is gonna end up paying off. And you know, it's it's okay. To, it's better to be safe than sorry, is the way I see it. And um, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We're what 22, 23. Talking about like relationships and dating and stuff. Do you think it's harder to date now and days? And it, I mean, it's hard because you can't compare it because you didn't live back then. But just from your experiences and maybe what you've seen, you think it's hard, really hard. Like the dating market is just hard right now. I do think it's harder to date nowadays. And I know we don't have anything to base it off of, but look at like our parents. I think that's one thing we can look it off of, especially in our family, bro. Like our parents and my grandparents have been together since they were in high school. 1950. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since the day they came out the womb, bro. And um, I think nowadays it's harder because there's we live we live in a in a re- realistic world where there's bad people in every type of profession. There's bad people in every type of world and every corner creek crack crevice of the world there's bad people, right? So it is harder because sometimes you don't you don't have the genuinity of a person because Social media is a factor, right? You have people that just don't want a relationship because they don't want a relationship. Or you have people that have uh, bad intentions. And you never know that. And I think a lot of people are like that nowadays. And, and it's, it's genuinely hard to find someone that's worth living and spending the rest of your life with at this age. Especially in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying, boy. <laughs> nah, it's, nah, we're just messing around. But, I mean... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but that, that, <laughs> nah, you, that's, that's funny. You bring that up. Do you think social media has a lot to play with that in dating? You think you think there's a unrealistic expectations that people have? Um, yes, I do. I think social media and the fabrication of social media has infected us. Mm-hmm. If if that makes a little bit of sense, I think. We, and I, I'm not talking about all of you. I'm talking about everyone, including myself and maybe, maybe you, you know, I think on Instagram or or Snapchat, Facebook, kick, if that's still alive, (laughs) um, you want to show the world, like you're living a good life. You want to show the world, like these are your riches, right? And your highlight reel. Yeah. Your, your highlight reel. Oh, you're in Miami again for the fifth time this year, whatever. I think that that shows the just the good times in your life um and i we all have good times and we all have bad times and personally um i feel like on my instagram and my close friends i am as raw as it gets Mm -hmm. right i will post reels about myself struggling through college because them should be funny as hell bro (laughs) i oh my god if you are my close friends you know it right but i i i want to keep it 100 percent honest with people I want to know. I want them to know that life isn't fucking easy, and life isn't perfect as as we make it seem. And there's gonna be struggles every day. Like, dude, right now I'm struggling with with with, with school, right? I'm failing my OCHEM class. 
half of us are failing. Our teacher does not fucking care. It's, it, it's hard. I think transparency with the people you care about and the people that follow you is key to, you know, having a good audience and having a good base for yourself. It's how you people bring people in. Because if all I showed them was our trips to Jamaica and stuff like that, obviously you'd get a million followers, yeah. right? But that comes back to the saying where, you know, people don't want to do stuff because it's hard. And people don't want to show off pe- things that's hard because they want to show that, oh, my life is this and that and these riches and whatever. I mean, whatever. To each their own. But I think that to answer your question, I rented off a little bit. Social media has completely destroyed our relationship and our generation. Do you feel like it's there's like a divide between uh, men and women? Like you think it's there's a lot of like, obviously there's been problems, but like, do you feel like a, a more animosity towards like? I feel like they're me personally. Like I, I I'm not talking to you, like I have great relationships with with girls and like just in in general with everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like. But I do feel like just sometimes from a distance that I see like there's a lot more, what do you say, divide in a sense. Yeah. Like you see it on Twitter. You see it like uh-huh. on like men ain't shit, women ain't shit. I like, hate men. Yeah. yeah. Like, and and I 100% agree with you that there is a divide. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm not one person to, to shit on someone for their views. I'm not. I believe that you have a reason to feel the way you feel. Right, I'm never gonna take that away from anyone, and I, t- I tell that to everyone I know. You can be pissed off about whatever you want. I'm not gonna interfere with that because it's not my position. But I think that nowadays, it's like uh, it's there's always gotta be a division, bro. It's men versus women. It's 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 left versus right, and that's that's not okay. The reason behind that is just because we've we've lost lost touch. And face with reality I think one thing that, that we ought to know is that this is a society where we need both people to function I know some men say that oh well we don't need women because this is and that or some women that say we don't need men because of this is and that truth is bro this society and this this world would not function with either or like do you think it just all ties into social media why shit is fucked up yeah yeah. Because like like I said before, man, there's there's bad people everywhere, right? You're gonna find bad guys and bad girls, and that's gonna the way people think. You know, they see um, some type of video that where a guy is demoralizing or demeaning or or, or just not taking the woman's feels into consideration or anything. A lot of girls may be like, okay, you know what, like that's not okay, and they're gonna hate. They're going to see, oh, well, that's why I don't kind of generalize. Yeah, of course. And vice versa for men. Yeah, of course. And there's, I'm not saying that I do this, but I know a lot of people, a lot of guys, especially that like, or, you know what, dude, well, women are all this, this, and that. Well, man, maybe all the women that you have talked to could be like that, but they're not all like that, man. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of good people in this world. And, and I think that bad has, the bad has shed, has shadowed the good people. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of bad things in the news that don't really show us what, what, the good in things anymore, man, you know? Yeah. But that's just, I agree with that. Yeah. Like you said, the, the good is being overshadowed by a lot of the bad, especially yeah. when it comes to people. Yeah. And it's hard. Like sometimes you do find yourself like just generalizing and like, mm. but it's, there's, like you said, there's good people, there's bad people. Um, I also, I remember you like not too, maybe the last, like, 
I would say from high school and then like a little bit to college, you had a pretty serious like relationship. Yeah. Um, I just really want to get your perspective on that because it was a really serious relationship that you ended up breaking up. Yeah. And that in itself was like really tough on you as well. And yeah, like what was take me through, first of all, like the good times that you had Mm. just in general, like the good times about having like a, a good, healthy relationship and then take me to like maybe how the breakup really affected you and um what was that like because i feel like especially at this age like people are going through that like people go through breakups through heartbreak and Mm -hmm. honestly bro like that shit is tough bro like Mm -hmm. people like especially for men like it's uh we have this like stigma to where it's like go to the fucking gym pussy like don't like and i while i do agree with like at some point like you you got to pick yourself up and like you got to you got to move on type shit like you you got to level up and you you got to do the things to get you out of that position hmm. at the same time shit's tough to deal with yeah. like people don't um they don't take that into consideration so i i think the important thing to start off with is that relationships itself hmm. are hard whether it's good or bad should they be hard you think it's a part of it? I think they're growing pains. Mm-hmm. I think that they should be hard. I feel, I feel that you should have, um, I feel that you should have uncomfortable uh, conversations with your partner in order to grow. Just like everything in life, you want to be able to grow and, and get better at something. And there's no difference for a relationship. When it comes to that relationship, I think about it a lot, and I portrayed this. I portrayed it at this as this perfect relationship that I was in, right? Oh, the bees are buzzing, the flies are flying, you know, like it was, <laughs> it was perfect. Um, but it really wasn't, man. You know, it was, there were growing pains and um, I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm happy where I am today. I'm, so the good times, you know, man, I mean, you have your honeymoon phase, right? You don't, you have your honeymoon phase where you don't give a rat's ass what you're doing. You could be staring at a blank screen for 30 minutes, but just being with that person is, is, is fun, you know? Um, and you really don't have too many fights. And if you do, you'll blow over it because, oh, I just love this person and her man. You won't like that, whatever, whatever, whatever the case may be. And then you start growing and that can last for a while, but then you start growing as a relationship, as a couple, and you start getting into, you know, your family is going through something. My family is going through something now. Let's work together to make your life or my life a little easier. How can I help you? And how can I, and how can you help me? Right. Or even, you know, especially I, I, I truly believe that being in a relationship with your partner while doing the same thing helps create a stronger bond for sure. So like if you're going to school and working and she's going to school and working, it makes it a lot easier because you understand each other. Mm-hmm. Right. You understand. Oh, you know what? I've got class at three thirty. I get off at four. I got to go to work at four thirty. But we're supposed to hang out today. I understand that. dude. You got to do what you got to do. Right. Um, so yeah, those, those, those are growing pains with, with, with relationships and they're going to be hard in general, but there's going to be a time where you start phasing out of the honeymoon phase and you start, you start being realistic with each other. Hey, you know, I don't like that you did this. Hey, you, uh, I, I don't like that you did that either. Right. So, I mean, the, the, the more comfortable and vulnerable you get, you actually see like who they are in their most. It's it's almost like when when you stay with somebody in a room like uh-huh. like if if you're in a hotel like let's just say uh, yeah they say that 
you really get to know someone mm-hmm. when you when you live like, with them. When you yeah. When you and so it's kind of like something similar. Uh-huh. When like you really start to get like someone really becomes comfortable, you see them for everything, their yeah. flaws or everything. So so and I think I think when when things started going, things that started going downhill uh, about a year and a half later, after we started dating, and um, like I said, my conception of love was already tr- not traumatized but changed because as a kid, I thought I knew what love was, but you know it, that's not what love was. So, and I, I didn't really, you know, you know, being in my first serious relationship, like you said, I didn't really know how, how to charm a girl or, Hey, you know what? Like you're upset. Let's talk about it. I am very much a, you know what? Like if I'm upset, I don't want to talk to you. I I was raised on that Mexican machismo. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you why I'm upset. I don't want to tell you what's going on. That's my business. Keep it at that. And I think that created a lot of tension between us and that's going to bound to happen. And I, you know, nowadays you, you hear this about how men should be vulnerable and how men should not be vulnerable. You know, you shouldn't cry in front of a girl. Truth is, I do not care which one you choose. I feel like as a person, you can do whatever you want. But for the sake of the relationship, you have to be at least communicative to make things work, you know. Um, And I think that's one thing we started drifting apart from was communication. And I think that's when things started to really, to really get hard. Um... And, you know, it, I'm not complaining about it. It is what it is. But, I mean, you saw how that affected me, right? I thought that I won the lottery. But um, people, people change and life changes. And that's okay. Because that's, that's what we're here for. If, we, if you don't change, you're not being a human person. You're not being a part of society you have to change in order to grow and um there's one thing that that she kind of taught me from that relationship and i'll never forget this to the point of the end of the relationship when she was doing her thing and i was doing my thing right she had stated fonzie do you love me or are you used to me and that really got my gears going well you know what i i do love you Right, I do love you, and we're going through this, whatever it is, because I don't want to lose you. But then I, I really started to think, how can I love you when you continuously do the things that you're doing? And I wasn't perfect either. I did things that hurt her and, and made her act a certain way. I'll take full responsibility, of course. Um, I'm not perfect. But when she said that, made me realize that at that point I did not love her. I was scared of starting over with someone completely new. I was scared of, of just not being comfortable, man. I was comfortable with her. I I was I had someone there. I, I didn't have to do whatever, right? That's a bar, bro. Yeah. Uh, do you love me or are you just used, used to, me. to me? And that makes you think, bro, yeah. because you've been together for so long. Yeah. Like, and it, and it really made me think. And that's when I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't love you anymore. I'm used to you. And for me to lie to myself and say that I love you is, first of all, damaging me. And I'm still letting you continue damage me by the way you, you are acting, you know? And and like I said, man, I, I I don't regret it because it made me learn so much. You know, I'm doing me and I'm completely happy where I'm at. And I'm thankful because if she would have never said that, I would have been somewhere else, man. 
completely somewhere else. My life would not be where I'm at today. So you're thankful for that it happened? Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Because now it makes me understand you shouldn't be someone with someone because, oh, you're just used to you hanging out every time. Or, hey, you know what, like, let's just go get some lunch or whatever. Like, you should genuinely be someone that you spend your time with, you spend your money with, someone that you could potentially see as your future mother of your kids, your future wife, some, some, someone of that order, you know? Um, I think that's important. And at that time, I had lost sight of that. Mm-hmm. And now going into relationships, especially the one I'm in, it makes you realize I'm chasing you and I'm with you for the right reason instead of just being with someone because... Oh, I have a friend to hang out with on the weekends. When I'm bored, I can hit you up. How'd you come out of that uh, that time? So, actually, the way it had worked out was kind of like almost perfect, right? So, at the time, it was COVID. And I was... At the time, it was COVID. And um, my sister was living in LA. And so, she was like, hey, uh, my husband, my brother-in-law is going to be at in Kansas for for so many amount of months. I don't want to be out in this big city by myself. You want to come and move with me? And I said, absolutely. I would love to go to L.A. with you. And um, I had uh, let that person know that, hey, I'm moving to L.A. with my sister. Six months, I'll be back. But I'm going to go be with my sister. And um, she wasn't okay with that. So I was like, okay, cool. We got I mean, little, it's a family, dude. Like, yeah, of course. And we got in a little argument, but then I started talking to my parents, and it, it just wasn't feasible, you know? I'm in school. I'm in all that stuff. It's it's not feasible. Like, I'll, whatever. I'll go I'll go out there for, I think I was out there for like a month and a half during COVID. Or no, no, after uh, that next year, helping her out move. Whatever, it was cool. But if it wasn't for that, I think I still would have been in that relationship. And I still would have been unhappy, and she would have too. And and I I don't want, I don't want you know you guys to think that I'm talking shit about anyone because I'm not. I'm just being truthful and transparent about a relationship. Yeah, for I sure. I think that um whatever happened happened, and and you, as a person, like I said, you have to grow. And you know if if you are in a relationship in a relationship, you should grow together with someone. And if you outgrow each other, no hard feelings, man. It is what it is. You you doing your own thing. And I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, and I think it's okay that, I mean, it happened in the past. And like he said, like, it's really just because, um, I mean, every, like, it's just a part of life. So, yeah. I mean, it was a really big time in your life and yeah. something that you got a lot from. So I think you sharing your knowledge about it is just yeah. like, I mean, I think people will appreciate it. And if you don't, then, I mean. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, at the end of the day, man, I know, like, you have to be in a relationship for all the right reasons, man. Mm-hmm. You can't just be in a relationship because, oh, well. For X, Y, Z, right? We all learn. We all learn, man. I, I know we've all had situations not work out in our favor, but take those lessons and apply them to life and future relationships. And I promise you, life will be okay. Life will be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing when, when your parents tell you to throw out the trash, right? You don't want to fucking throw it, but it teaches you a valuable lesson. Just do, do the things they tell you. Be a responsible person. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it just... I think that every opportunity in life, you should get something out of it, a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Advice to someone who's going through that right now? My 100% advice, man, is if you're struggling in a relationship, 
And if you 100% think that this is the girl you want to marry and you want to fall in love with, then fight for it. Don't give up on that dream, man. Just keep going. Should someone keep chasing someone? Like, if you feel like you're chasing someone, should you... There has to be a point. There's a point where you cut that off, right? There's a point where if she's showing... And it's just hard, man. He or she? He. I'm speaking from... No, I know, but like just in general, we're talking about both counterparts. Like, not just about... If yeah. you're chasing after a girl, also if a girl's chasing. So yeah, and I, yeah, so it goes to both. I mean, I know girls that turn down guys, really good people, for someone that doesn't even think about them, you know. And I know guys that ignore girls for their five, ten, fifteen minutes of fun. It goes both ways, and I think that you shouldn't waste your time on someone that's not giving you the same effort. I think. Um, you guys should we all deserve to be happy and if that person is blowing you off or because bro i'm going to the rent here <laughs> dog. Hey, go yeah. off, bro. dog you see this every person has this on them 24 fucking 7 so for someone to say that they're a bad texter bullshit well they could be a boring no texture. bro no 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 but bad texting is not a thing you are on your phone 24 7 bro well, let's clarify bad texting versus like like oh hey I'm, I just saw this okay I agree three days no, later I'm talking about like the substance of the texting like some people literally just uh, saw, like are just not like actually what they write is just like yeah there's fucking, boring people in this yeah. world <laughs> there is boring people and but as far as like I know a lot of people were just like they're texting hey my, you know what I cool like you're cool oh hey my bad my like, phone my phone died two weeks yeah <laughs> my phone died fifty seven weeks ago <laughs> dude like. I call bullshit on, on both parties in that point. First of all, if you don't are not interested in a person, say that. It's not hard to say, hey, don't like you, nothing against it. I just you're not I'm not interested. And as a person that's getting dodged, be like, dude, whatever it happened, I tried, move on. You know? Like people are so infatuated with, oh, I want this girl or I want this guy. And they are giving all their energy into that. And they're getting nothing in return. Mm. So, and I genuinely think that that's not okay, bro. Like I said, bro, you're going to, like, bro, you take a girl out to dinner or you take a girl out to lunch. She's on her phone, bro. She posts a picture. He posts a picture. Like, for you, some, for someone of our age to tell me that they're not on their phone is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to understand that and see that, that they're just not interested. It is what it is. And you should expect the best for your, Like, you should want the best for yourself. And, yeah. like, you should know... The thing is, I don't think you don't know until you're getting that energy from yeah. someone where you actually know the difference. Yeah. Where it's like, damn, like this, like this person's actually into me type thing. Yeah, like, for sure. If you're talking to someone and then like, it's always that like, oh, I'm just like not going to. It's the, the like, nonchalant. Yeah, it's the, the nonchalant, nonchalant people. Yeah. That and the exes, bro. They always mm-hmm. win. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of people here get back with their exes because they're good. They're comfortable there. Yeah. They don't. They not to say that they don't, but. It's easier to get back with someone that you know than to like go out and find a new adventure. Um, but yeah, I think nowadays um, it's you know you'll be texting someone at least when I was um, you know texting you know women. There's times where I did was not interested at all. Um, and are you upfront about that? Like you say, like are are you? Do you try to tell them like I yeah I'll, I will try my best to be honest. Hey, you know what? Like I'm just cap. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, nah. please. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and it's just like you know what, man. It's, I just like this was what was this about? 
about a year and a half ago, almost two years, right after when I was when I was single, dude. There was this person I was interested in, and um, dude, I could not just get it. Like I just couldn't get anything out of her, man. And I, and whatever, cool. I respect that. But then I started thinking to myself, and I and I and I told her I was like, hey, you text me all the time, and you get upset when I don't text you. But when you text me, and I, I get no reaction from you. You're a boring texter. You say that you care this is and that, but do you think texting is important? Personally, man, I'm more of a caller guy myself. I like to call. I like to hear your reaction. I like to hear, oh, like the way you speak and things. That's me. Like after work, I'll call her up. Hey, you know how's work? How whatever? Because I want to hear what you have to say and how you have to say it. I don't want to hear bullshit ass text. Work was good, okay? Because that can that can be the way it's delivered. It can have a meaning to it, you know. Part of me feels like texting kind of ruined of relationships too. In a uh, has not ruined, but has made things more difficult because if like before phone, like before texting was a thing, like you'd still call, but before texting, like there wasn't anything about like oh they're not texting me back, like fuck what did i do yeah. like something like would yeah. i say something yeah. before it was just like no we talked at this point we saw each other i'll see you again it's, in a week I'll see you again and then and you're not wondering you're not right. maybe you're left wondering what they're doing but you're also not well, left like, wondering like damn hey. like you're not always in communication yeah. so i think that has like really had a huge effect on. and you know what bro i've actually fallen victim to that yeah 100 same me too like I'm, like yeah damn bro why like oh you know Hi, good morning. She sent it with one less eye. Bro, you know? <laughs> like, yo, bro. Yeah. Like, bro, you know. You be overthinking yes, shit, bro. bro. And it's it's not. And it's important we talk about this, bro, because I'm not going to say it affects everybody. But, bro, like, it affects yeah. dudes as well. It's like we we be overthinking. We be in our heads about shit, too. And it's like. And, and I feel, yeah, 100%. I feel yeah. like whether it's, it's a guy or a girl, man, like. Um, and I've been in this situation where it's like. I'm just tired. I'm mm-hmm. exhausted. I'm like, hey, you know what? Work was cool. Whatever. We're talking. She's like, are you okay? Are you mad at me? Dude, I had nothing is wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. a little tired. I'm upset. Whatever it may be. But I have 100% feelings for you, you know? And you're, you're right. Like, you're left wondering. But it's because we have uh, constant communication. And recently, I had seen this thing on, like, Twitter and stuff. And I agreed with it. Um, where it's like, I think the more time you spend away from your partner, it makes you want to be closer but the more spent the more time you spend with your partner, like you kind of get like, fuck, man, I need a little bit of time. Like, and, and it, you know, relationships were, are different. Each relationship is different. And I like to have time with um, her. And then I like to have time with you guys. Right. Sometimes I may want to mix both. Sometimes I may not want to mix both. And it's just it is what it is. But that constant communication, that constant being together, that constant phone calling and all relationships can be hurtful when situations like that arise. And there's nothing wrong with it. If that's what you prefer, cool. But I also feel like we're human beings and we should be able to have fun every once in a while and, and trust your partner um, as, as to things like that. Oh, you know, he, oh, he's not texting me back in an hour. Like he's probably got busy. Now he's fucking out cheating or anything like that. Because a lot of the times, bro, people are damaged and overthinking tends to hurt them. A lot of relationships really damage people, you know? It feels like everybody's fucking healing. Yeah, <laughs> like like during COVID, there was this, like, joke going around that, oh, it's like, get back your ex year or some shit like that, right? But now that I look back at it, I'm like, dude, 
why do you get back with your ex or something? Like, heal from that, move on, and build something even better. Do you not believe that someone gets back with their ex? Like, they can make, they can be, things can be different this time around? I do. I do think so. But after 10, 15 times, okay, yeah. you got to cut. You know what I'm saying, bro? And I think it comes back to, like, your mental toughness. Like, are you willing to change to be a better partner? Like, if you can't even change to be a better person yourself. What makes you think I'm gonna, you're going to be a better partner for someone else? That's not, yeah, I think I see too is like when when someone's expecting someone or not expecting, but they want someone so bad because um, they think things are going to be different this time around. But no one's at the end of the day, you can only change for yourself. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're have it out that you want you want to change for someone or you want someone to change for you, that shit is it's not it's mindset. not sustainable. Like yeah. it's not going to work. Like someone has to want to make a change for the better for themselves. So, What's a what's a misconception that people have about you, or something that um, maybe someone who first met you might not like get from you, or you might not know about you um, that you think is like is a misconception? So I knew this one person mm -hmm. um, in when I was living at the dorms, and she met me, and she said, "Fonzie, I don't like you for one reason." And it's because you're cocky. She said that to my face. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the balls in this bitch. <laughs> I was like, damn. But I, I had never been called out like that. Yeah. You feel like, and I think, I think you and like Brett and everyone could be like, I say whatever's on my mind and I do not care. And so she just kind of had that misconception where I'm cocky and, oh, you know, you're from the West Side. You weren't always like that, though. I wasn't. Not cocky, but like you weren't always as vocal outspoken and vocal and uh i would consider you a confident yeah. in yourself like you weren't always like that like i feel like in uh as a ch as a kid you were quiet bro yeah. like and you, you know what I, I can pinpoint the exact time when i knew i was gonna start being talkative so fifth grade i had gra i had guy i went to a um i was in the kind of deal in sixth grade my parents were just like <laughs> fuck him and his friends mm -hmm. and let's just put him in a completely different school as a sixth grader bro yeah. i didn't know anyone besides like two people um, so I was like, whatever, man. And I kind of started the year off. Dude, I didn't know Jack, bro. Even the two friends that I knew were in like, completely different classes. Fucking AP Humanities, bro. I was just a dumb kid from Canotillo, uh -huh. you know? And, dude, I had to. I had to grow up quick there. I had to make friends. I mean, I didn't have to make friends, bro. But I didn't want to be intimidated. I, I wasn't going to let life beat me. I wanted to make friends. And I met a lot of new people. And I ended up speaking to the people the friends I made in the middle school more than elementary and, and high school really man um, and I think that and I think that's where my communication skills come mm -hmm. is where I got them from is it's just just having to get out of your comfort zone to yeah. meet new people and shit cause you could bro Fonzie could literally talk to anybody bro like we'll, we'll, we we like he's also my cousin but like we take a bunch of trips together like we're travel buddies I guess you can say and leave it up to Fonzie to just strike up a conversation with like can anybody dude the the goddamn captain of the boat <laughs> bro anybody the fucking fifty year old single mom like bro just like yeah. <laughs> I'm just a confident dude man I say what's on my mind I'm I, I try to be as real as I am and and you ask that question and it, and it does get me thinking a little bit I'm like what do a lot of people think about me you know truth is I don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> you know I I don't care because I am around the people that I care about most. I do what I love. Um, my life is good, man, and I have 
I mean, I don't care what people are gonna say. Uh, do you do you truly believe that someone can really feel or someone have that feeling like I really do not give a fuck about what people think about me? Yes, me, per- and- me personally. Like, even though there's people that shrug, they can shrug shit off and like. Mm-hmm. I still feel like people care. Like you have to care, yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be a functioning human being in this world. Like oh, for sure. I I definitely shrug it off, bro, a lot. Especially when I'm like intimate with someone, I, like, especially someone that I'm close with. Ah, uh, bro, haha. Like we're just joking around, but like in my mind, I can go back to it eventually. And be like, damn, like why do you got to say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's just part of life, though. Like I guess that's we're just people, you know. Yeah, I can say whatever's on my mind, and I can brush it off at that time, and I won't let it affect me. But I'm also not going to show the emotion to you, like, oh, you got to me, like, you did what you want to do. No, I mean, I'll go back to it in a, in a personal time when I'm, like, by myself or something. So but you're not a sensitive person? No. But I, I don't think I am. I try not to be. I've, I, I've, I think my skin has grown a lot. I don't think you are because, like, you're the type of dude, like, people, and I think it's a very uh, thing that people can admire about someone is when you can joke around about someone like yeah. they don't take it like that shit up yeah. their ass, you know. And, and and that's the thing about me, man. Like, because I'm not gonna lie, I even though like I I I do feel like we can go at each other. Yeah. Like it's funny. Like I think it's funny to me, but there are certain things where like shit does get under my skin pretty easy. Yeah. Like I I can take shit. I tend to take shit personal sometimes, yeah. but mainly just because I've always been like. You, we talk about how, oh, I don't give a fuck what, what people think about me. But even though I don't, I necessarily don't want to, mm-hmm. me personally, I do. Like, it's yeah. just not, like, I think it's just a, a natural thing for me where, like, I'm trying to work on it. But for sure, like, 100%, I, like, unconsciously sometimes I do care about what others might say or what they think about me. Um, but that's something, like, where I'm actively working towards. I, I yeah. think for me, it took me a while. Um, but I think the only time when I really think about stuff like that is like when my parents tell me something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, bro, I want my parents to be like, you know what, dude, like you're doing good type stuff, yeah. you know, like, so when they say something, I'm like, but bro, I'm like trying, man, like I'm a part of you. I'm like your mini version and I want to amount to like the amazing stuff that you were able to do, you know, like my dad and mom are hard workers, bro. So when they say something, um, not negatively, right? But like they say something like constructive criticism or anything like that. I take I take that personal because I I have my dad's last name, right? And I I'm proud of that, right? And I, I'm proud to be my mom's son as well. I want them to know that I'm trying my best and I want to make something myself. So when they say something like that, I can take that a little. But as far as like people tell me shit, bro, I don't care. Like yeah. anyone else, I don't care, bro. Yeah, and with that, I will say that I've I've gotten a lot better about it i mean i have a fucking youtube channel like that's and, in itself like that's hard to do for like uh, especially someone who's i would consider myself that a little sensitive when it comes to mm-hmm. criticism but like um i feel like the thing that ha- has helped me the most is the only opinions i should if i take any really into consideration and really care about what people think is about the people that love me and that care about yeah. me and Sometimes not even that, but like for the most part, I think if someone doesn't even know you, like if um, no one, no one really truly knows what goes through your mind and like the things you go through, and so mm-hmm. like for them to make assumptions about you or really just um, for you to care about what they think, like there, there's really no, 
that should hold no weight to you. Mm-hmm. you know? You've been doing this YouTube thing for a while already. What, like almost three years? Two and a half, three years. Two and a half, three years. And not like, bro, props to you because I can't. I get, like I said earlier, I get on my like close friends and, and I mean, yeah, I get these messages. Yo, can you, I don't like what you said, take me off your close friends. It's cool. Whatever. For real? No, no big. Yeah, 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 for sure, bro. I mean, and I, I respect that. Like, all right, cool, dude. Like, you know, I, I put you on there because you, I thought you were cool or I thought we could trust, but if you don't want to see that stuff, cool, whatever. When it comes to YouTube, bro, that's a little harsh. Cause I, I sometimes I'll be that dude that goes to like random videos and just hates like hate bro, comments really? bro yeah like you're that one like you're that fucker like i'll go on instagram lives and be like yo you look like fucking bart simpson you're type a troll, shit. bro <laughs> Fuck. i hate you bro and and just to mess around bro i think comedy is a place where the mind goes to tickle itself you know bro <laughs> so bro, like, but i see some common like there's some thankfully thankfully my youtube channel is not too bad it's not bad at all actually compared to some of the comments i see like on my brother's um, on other people that I know of of their YouTube channels, there's some fucking hateful sh- like some yeah. fucking shit out there where I'm just like, damn, like, bro, like, bro, like, why are you like? And that it, hurts. And, and, it, and it, yeah, and it, it does, bro. And I think like I would have loved to one point get on like the YouTube train, bro. But I think that you've done a good job, bro, to be able to like do it and still become yourself and not become indulged in like, oh, I am YouTube now, mm-hmm. right? Like you are still yourself. At the same time, I'm not like you. Like I'm not. No, but but I feel like even if if you were man, like I mean, I understand people do this shit for yeah. a living, right? Whatever. But I feel like being indulged in it and just doing it for the free time and doing it for like you want to do it, mm-hmm. like it's cool. But some yeah. people indulge in it so much that it's just like, bro, like you're someone else. You're completely someone else, and I don't like what you have become. You know? Yeah. Actually, not. I don't think I actively try. I think I've been fortunate enough to just keep it real, bro. Yeah, like. It wasn't even something that I told myself to. It was just like, I think what helped me is that my first video, I talked about like the some of the shit, like the hardest shit I went through. Mm-hmm. And that I felt like, I mean, I've talked about this, like I can just be myself, bro. Yeah. Like I'm not hiding from anything. Like I'm not, obviously like I'm still, I want to look good in my videos. I want to like, I want to say the right things. But at the end of the day, like, for the most part what you how i act in my videos and what what you see is like pretty accurate as far as and it's it feels good because like i don't have to i don't have i don't have that burden of always trying to be something i'm not or like and i feel like a lot of people do struggle with that especially on social media like just like some people like where who they are on social media is like completely different completely different bro and like i'm just and i'm not even talking down on it but like i'm just glad that i i feel like i'm in a position where what i'm posting is like that's my life bro like that's that's what it is and 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 i feel like there's another downfall with that too is like people get indulged with like the numbers side of it right yeah i i personally i I do Uh it's hard not to but it's like damn i only got you know 1000 views i mean but bro you have videos that have eighty thousand views yeah you feel and like that's that's good bro that's good and and i feel some people they don't make that in a video bro they are they start doubting themselves and stuff like that i mean dude i would rather have quality over quantity right Mm -hmm. if i have three faithful followers that watch my videos all the time instead of like 50 people that watch my videos like mm-hmm. occasionally bro whatever it's you know yeah and i would rather be consistently good than occasionally great bring up a good point as far as like the the numbers 
I feel like what got me to a bad place is like trying to focus on like how many subscribers I have like that. And I, I still do. Don't get me wrong. Like I want to see that number increase. But at the same time, I've had those little jumps in numbers and seen the 85,000 view ones like and one thing that I keep in my mind now from those experiences is that even I saw that it didn't change anything like it, it didn't change how I thought about things. It didn't make me feel any better about myself, like getting those numbers. So like how is what's the difference at this point? What's the difference going to be between a million views versus the hundred thousand views? It's not going to be much yeah. like so that just taught me really to like really just do the do it because I like I really enjoy it and I love it and not because oh this is gonna like obviously I'm not gonna lie when I say like I do want to be able to make like some sort of living maybe not like a full living but I definitely want it to be able to sustain myself in some way doing what I love mm-hmm. but at the same time like I know why I'm doing it and I think that goes with anything in life is like whatever you do whatever you go to um, whatever path you go down or whatever you want to pursue like you you have to know why you're doing it in the first place and you have to have a purpose Mm -hmm. behind why you're doing it because if not like for example one video gets 85,000 views one video gets 500 200 and if you don't really love what it is that you do or you don't know the purpose by behind what you why you started and you lose sight of that you're going to get discouraged so quick mm-hmm. and like you're you're just going to stop and that's and that's with anything in life like and so i guess that brings me to the brings me to that point of asking you like what do you what do you think your purpose is what do you hope for it to be or like what do you do you think about this type of stuff you know um that's a question that keeps me up at night, man. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I think now we base our money off of, or base our success off of money. And yeah, man, you know, money's nice every now and then, but I think for me, what I live up to is just to live a happy life, man. Have a good wife, have good kids, have a job that I love, be happy, you know? Um, I want to wake up every day and enjoy what I do plus more, you know, I, people say so much, oh, there's 24 hours in a day. So sleepless, right? Like I want to be able to just wake up every day and do as much as I can without ever complaining. Cause right now, man, I hate waking up at 5am, bro. Yeah. I hate it, I, but I got to do what I have to do. And that's part of being a man is doing what you got to do, man. You yeah. wake up at 5 a.m., go to the gym because you got work at 645 or you got class at 7 in the morning. You know, like on Thursdays, I don't I go to I go in at I go into school at 9 a.m. and get out at 8 o'clock sometimes, um, if not a little like later or a little earlier. But, you know, and, and, and that's why these times are so crucial for us because we find out who we are we find out what we can take what we can take what we can manage and i think this is going to be a a stepping stone for for life and at the end of the day man i just want to be happy have good people around me and and just just live my life man i want to add life into my years not years to my life if that makes sense bro
That's a bar. <laughs> damn, bro. What you, what you mean? You a poet or some shit? God oh, yeah. They call me the Rizzer. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the Rizzly Bear. <laughs> uh, um, they call you Himothy. Himothy. Him Duncan. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, what do you see yourself like? Let's just say in 10 years. From what you can tell now that would make you the happiest and most fulfilled if failing wasn't like wasn't a factor like money wasn't a factor like what's something you where do you see yourself doing where do i see myself like, doing? or where what just in general honestly bro just somewhere out in east texas just ranching for real just ranching bro i think that's as peaceful as you can get it man you know uh what do you what do, what are you doing career wise like beyond like if you if like my dream career yeah like if you dude if if yeah you're what are you like the thing you're most passionate about right now and if 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 you could have that what would it be like if that's what you wanted my dream career man i'd just love to be a coach whether it be like a strength and conditioning coach or wrestling coach or football coach um growing up i had some really good coaches um and i had some really bad coaches and i think the good ones made it made up for the bad ones um that and just enjoying the the sweet open hills of east texas fishing on a boat just like i I don't i really don't need a lot man um like if and I, i tell this to people all the time i am okay being alone a hundred percent i prefer it i do yeah i'm a very talkative person and i love making conversation but most of the time i do like being alone man um and i would just love to to be a role model for someone to inspire people to help people out whether it be in whatever sport whatever aspect of health and fitness that is or that's what i'd love to do man so why are you giving yourself other options why why are you laying out other options for yourself if that's what you want to do i am giving myself other options because it's a safety net why do you need why do you need a safety net and i and i hate using that word the safety net because if you really wanted to do it there's no other way besides not failing you know like you're gonna make it happen if you really wanted something you would burn your boats burn the bridges and just attack it you know, nothing will stop me from getting there. But I think I have, I'm a little scared, bro. For sure. A hundred percent for sure. Because that would be a perfect world, you know. You know, and, and right now we don't live in a perfect world. And sad to say, but um, sometimes we got to do things out of necessity, you feel? But I mean, are you doubting yourself? Are you doubting you can do that? Because we've talked about this, like, because I, I know, like, that's what you want to do. And, like, you've given yourself, like other options i'm just like bro you know what you want to do like you just gotta fucking do it like it's gonna be tough and obviously i'm not in that position it's easy for me to say it like i'm done with school i'm not in your position Uh but it's like fuck dude like you i know that what you want so like there's no other option bro like Mm -hmm. you you gotta do it no i agree with you man i do but but it means your life like like no for sure i just oh dude i just i think my biggest downfall it's trying to get other people's approval. Hmm. I'm doing this because I want so-and-so to think. But you said, Pete, you don't care about what people think about you. You're right. 
but my, I do care about what my parents say. Okay. So a lot of that, a lot of what I do, a lot of the things I'm doing or in the process of doing is because I had a dream when I was a kid and I wanted to do what I, what, what that was. Right. But things change, man. Things change. You know, I, I, I don't have a, I don't have kids. I don't have a family. I'm in no rush. I should be able to enjoy life a little bit. However, part of me does want to, part of me does want to relive what I, I, I wanted as a kid, you know? And I think nowadays it's, it's, uh, it's a little hard, bro. It's hard because my mind is at a constant battle with my heart because I know what my heart wants, but I know there's smarter ways to live. And I think, and I think smarter that, or, or less risky and less less risky. I would say, yeah, yeah, risky is a good but word. What what's the risk of of failing? Yeah, like what I mean, but fail. What's what is failing? Like you fail, and then what? What well, what happens just, after that? Just get back up again, bro. You just keep going, bro. Like and you 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 figure you figure things out from there. You fail, but you learn from what you did wrong, and you just. You don't get anything from just staying put and staying where you are. And I think f- trying and failing is going to teach you more than hmm. anything else. So, like, and you're tr- not to say you're not trying because, I mean, that's what you're fucking doing, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you're grinding. Yeah. My thing is, like, I just feel like you should keep going. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I do agree with you. And I, I just, I just have a lot of options, bro. Yeah. Like, I really sit down and look at my options, right? Whether it's, Whatever three options I have, I, um, not to say I can't do all three of those, you know? Um, and I, I love taking on a challenge, bro. I love taking on a challenge and I'm, I'm not one to back down. I mean, I think I have, a my, um, what's that word? My mental toughness is there and I, I don't mind getting my ass kicked. I don't mind, you know, eating shit every once in a while, bro. You just got to keep going. It is what it is, right? Like, that's what life is, is getting dirt thrown in your fucking face and wiping that shit off. Um, And I I think I just want to do as much as I can in my life, bro. Like, whether it be even something for two, three years and then move on to something else I like. We look at time as in, like, years, weeks, days, bro, but... That shit goes by so quick. So for quick me to, fuck. So for me to just do one thing for 40, 30 years is bullshit. I understand people make a living off of that, yeah. But dude. Like, did you ever hear that story about David Goggins about how he was like, what motivates you, right? And he's like, One day I'm gonna get judged in front of in front of God himself and he's gonna tell me I should have been this, 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 and that. And then he says, uh, is what you could like he brings up this, this is what you could have been yeah and I, I i want to live like that because dude if i want to go be a physical therapist go get my doctorate in physical therapy i'll do it i'll apply i'll do it if i get accepted if i i get accepted if i don't i don't whatever okay try again there's nothing wrong like you said with failing right but i also just don't want to be stuck in one position forever so i just want to make the best of every opportunity and if I don't get one opportunity, oh, well, I'll go find another one. But that's not going to stop me from living a fruitful life and enjoying things going forward. Yeah. So with that, what is the meaning 
of life to you? That's such like it's such a cliche such question, a broad question, right? Uh, but obviously, like it's yeah, it's I don't think there is one answer. But yeah, what is it? That's the key. What is it to you? Just take every opportunity. I think that's what life is. Life is whether, like I said, there's, there's bad and good times, and you need to. It's okay if you fail, bro. It's okay if you don't get the job. There's fifty thousand more. You know, it's okay if you get that F in class. Take it again. There's so much time for that, man. Like, there's so much time to not understand how this world works and how how culturally diverse this is and how. Dude, I, I think this world is beautiful and, and we don't take advantage of it. Mm. If I'm being serious, man, I think life is just living, man. Having fun. Doing stuff you love with the people you love. Learning new things. You know, getting, being uncomfortable. Like, even getting hurt. Like, yeah, yeah that's like, a part. Like, it's fucking, like, bro. The highs and lows, I feel like, are what, what like, as much as it, it's hard to say, but like, the highs wouldn't feel so good if it weren't for like, like you, you cannot have happiness without sadness. Yeah. I think I've had defining moments in my life where like I can remember a specific moment where it was like, like what the fuck? Like, what do I do? Like, I don't, I don't need, I, I just, I'm at the lowest point I've been ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I get out of this? So how can someone get out of it? I think the first step though is taking accountability and responsibility. Nobody else besides you controls your life. So the first step is admitting you're wrong and coming up with a game plan. Yes, I am lazy, thus leading me to this, this, and that. I think the biggest thing is be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself because... When you lie to yourself, you create this false reality telling you, oh, I'm okay, things are okay. When truth is, they're not. You may hate your life. You may hate wherever you're at. So this is why honesty is key into starting anything what it is. Whether it's starting a new um, fitness program, whether it's starting a new endeavor in life, whether it's starting a new relationship. You need to be honest with yourself and what you can do and what you can't do and set realistic goals with yourself. After that, all you got to do is keep going and it'll work out. And if it doesn't, oh, well, we're kids. We're 22, 23 years old. And if you're not, you shall out of life. Like I said earlier, throw life into your years. Adventure, man. Do something that you learn something new every day, something that will benefit you to become a better person. That's the way I see it, man. And with that, that concludes the second episode of The Most Vulnerable Player. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, where can people like follow you? Where can people support you? Where can, uh, yeah, where do people go if they want some more of this Fonzie, this Fonzie guy? Yeah, so um, right, really like the only main social that I have right now is like uh, Instagram. Um, it's at Fonzie with a dot between every letter. Um, right now, I'm currently training for a full marathon. Um, so um, that's kind of where I'm at right now, guys. If you guys want to go ahead and see that, you guys are more than welcome to follow. And um, enjoy this journey of putting my body through complete fucking hell. <laughs> I uh, hope to do more of these soon, bro. Oh, yeah. Sir. Yeah. All right. Be out. Later.